Grey's Anatomy. Sorry. <laughs> Too much Grey's Anatomy. I live for Grey's Anatomy. Oh Are you kidding me? Do you, listen. No, my first serious girlfriend got me really, really into it. And then even after we broke up, I was like spite watching it. Just oh. because I was like, I'm, I'm, I've gotten this far. <laughs> um, and now Alex Karev is leaving after 16 seasons. And I'm just, Meredith is the only one left. And I'm sobbing already. That'd be awful. What's the point? I have never seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And I don't think I ever will. That's fair. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why. To drink. That song is just so good. Every time. It just hits. On repeat. And welcome to Tipsy Terror, the podcast where we get drunk, watch a horror movie, talk about it while we're still drunk, and cutting clips of us talking about the movie into the podcast, like this clip right here. Kirsten Dunst endorsed Bernie. <laughs> a big win. You know what you love to see. And that sounds exactly like someone who watches Grey's Anatomy <laughs> would say. That's hateful. <laughs> and if you've heard a voice, you might be wondering, who is that? You haven't had a guest in a while. It has been a minute. I'm sick of hearing just the three of you is talk about... this the second guest all year? No, we had guests through Stab you. Oh, yeah, I forgot Stab wasn't just us. Never mind. Ignore me. Stab. The movies we watched. Yes, Stab. <laughs> no, um, Stab. we have a very special guest today. Um, My good friend, one of my best friends. That's a stretch. It, you are one of my best friends. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you like me? <laughs> yeah, this is all a bit. I was going to be your friend. <laughs> Obama was president just to get you on a podcast I would start in four years just to say surprise I don't like being friends with you I mean that checks out gotcha my good friend Haley Joe Kendrick yay, yay. Haley Joe and I met um working at Barnes and Noble together Chris oh Barnes. shit how dare you say her whole did name? you work at the cafe oh heck yeah I did oh you definitely probably have made me coffee then and you definitely have made my sister coffee. Really? I, I mean, it's been like, you know, a casual four years since I've worked again. Oh, you've definitely made Obama me. was president. <laughs> no, I quit, I quit when Obama was still president. <laughs> oh, my God. We've gone to bigger and better things. Like, yeah, she's the reason I work at the place oh, yeah. I work at now. Uh, redacted. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about current jobs. <laughs> um, and today's episode is about... Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. A good movie. Yeah. One of the big three, as they say. Right. One of the original slashers. That's a real thing. I think, yeah, the big three. I I mean, I... It is a very famous movie. Uh, Yeah. So, Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm sure I don't need to explain it to our audience, but... But we're going to anyways. uh, It's a movie where... There's this killer named Freddy Krueger who attacks people in their dreams, and it's about these high school kids who get 
murdered, killed one by one by this fucking guy in their dreams. This guy. Uh, And, um, yeah, and then, like, apparently their parents' generation, like, killed him. He was, like, a child murderer from their parents' generation, and all the parents got together and killed him. They burned him alive in the boiler room at the high school at the school yeah and so now he's a ghost and tormenting them and that's the movie is he like a ghost though or is he like just a dream demon uh, do they ever like go into like well exactly what he's got going on i don't movie. think ghosts live in your dreams so i think he's like a dream demon a dream demon well he's not a ghost ghosts don't live in your dreams right i mean i don't know ghosts can do anything if you believe no pottery uh i won't accept that (laughs) um but yeah so this freddy krueger guy is serial killer who goes through dreams and that's the movie but we're forgetting the most important part is he's got these bitchin finger knives (laughs) that he scrabbles around at people (laughs) and he slashes them (laughs) And he cuts through everything, and it's he's got the best weapon, I will say. Oh, and he made them himself. Yeah. He's worked <laughs> a crafts project. Freddy Krueger's a, a DIY king. king. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy, I, I'm going to need that tutorial. No, it's on Five Minute Crafts. He's already done it. <laughs> hey, BuzzFeed, <laughs> we have some hot content for you. You can buy... Um, There's this artist. I want to say maybe they're based out of Texas or something. They do like custom made um, Freddy Krueger finger knives. Oh, for, really? Like, horror fans, and they're like sharp. Like you have to be careful handling them. Oh, nice. But they're like very, very, very good replicas of the original prop, <laughs> and they're like functional. So, uh, <laughs> why did you choose this as your movie, Haley Joe? Um. Well, <laughs> technically, I did not choose it. Um, um, okay. Molly did, but okay. it's because I had to take this writing class because you know. College makes you do things that you don't want to do. <laughs> um, and the only available writing course that semester was about horror movies. Oh. oh. And so for the last final, you had to write an essay about a film that we didn't cover in the course. And I was like, all right, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a classic. <laughs> so uh, we watched it together and Molly helped me write the paper because scary things are scary. And I'm a little bitch. So I knew I could handle it and not make a fool of myself. And what, here we are. What did you have to watch for the class? Listen, that was three years ago. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> that was when Obama was still president. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, what did we have to watch? We we had to watch like, um, I mean, anything that's considered like classic and important to the understanding of horror as a genre. Watch Psycho. Yes, we watched Psycho. Halloween. Yes. Okay. Um. What's the what's the one where like the camp like you the Friday thirteenth cl- yeah things like that I should mention um the parts I helped helped I say helped in air quotes I'm not a great student <laughs> um, it wasn't too great so what was your paper about that was three years I'm sorry. ago I'm sorry okay yeah Fair I have enough. the attention span of a fly um, that was murdered yesterday didn't you have to pick a scene and write about it um you had to talk about like the cinematography and like how certain choices of like film angles or like shot angles and like music uh played into the overall feeling that the viewer got um so like if this scene had a different musical selection how would you have felt and like how did the writing play into that that the musical selection would be a huge difference this music is like perfect yeah yeah. very good 
I should mention this is the first scary movie I watched. Really? Yeah. Like yeah, first, you were like, on that jump scare page mm-hmm. the entire time. <gasps> Hello. No, it's okay. Oh, That's actually why I was is... so surprised that you do this because once upon a time, like anything horror thriller was so far outside of your realm of like existence. Yeah. So I was terrified, and mm-hmm. I used to. Oh my god. I'm sorry. The cat's like right up on my lap. I'm living. Um, Allergies. Say hello to me. Tom, go away. All right. I apologize. Um, Miss you already. He, um, so I used to be really, really terrified of watching scary movies. And I've talked about this in a few other episodes before. But um, I watched this movie so I could be of assistance. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I've also talked about this before. I am a film student. And um, so I watched this movie and I was on the jump scare page the whole time watching it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was scary. When I first saw it, because I had, like, never watched a real, like, adult horror movie with jump scares before. This was the first one. And then I watched it, and I liked really? it. Really? Yeah. I, like, you... It was a big step for her. It was. It was the first scary, scary movie I saw. And, um, now I'm like, whatever, but <laughs> I'm so desensitized to it now. But when I watched it the first time, I would, like, jump, and I'd get really, like, startled. And I'd have to um, watch the jump scares before they happen so I could, like, train myself not to get stressed out. Wow. You're such, like, a good, like, I almost want to use you as a case for when people tell me, like, oh, I'm too scared of scary movies. I want to be like, my friend Molly. (laughs) She's come a really long way. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's, like, always kind of been, like, a special place in my heart because it was the first one I watched. Did you see it with us when we saw it at Gateway? Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah, we all saw it at Gateway. That was Um, fun. So me and Samantha, this is our second time watching it, or at least this is my second time watching it. The first time I watched it was in the theater. Oh, uh, wow. Really? Yeah. At our local theater, Gateway Film Center, um, where they were showing it for whatever reason. Horror um, 101. And yeah. And so I watched it there. What about you? Um, I think this was, this was definitely the first time, like, or when we saw it in Gateway, like, I didn't remember a lot of it, but I know for a fact I watched it when I was younger and like I only really remembered certain elements of it, like um, the Johnny Depp murder scene and the bathtub thing. But I watched it. You know how I always tell stories about like watching horror movies with my uncle when I was a kid. This was yeah. one of them. We watched it with him. So like I've seen it when I was like really young, okay. but it was only that one time. Okay. So what did you, th- what do you guys think about it in terms of as your first scary movie, Molly, and um, just like... What did it do for you? <laughs> um, I love it very much. First time I saw it, I was... I don't remember. Like, it was a long time ago. I don't remember if I liked it when I first saw it. I think I did. But, like, it's one of those, like, I definitely love now. And I like that... This is, I think I really like that it was the first horror movie that I saw. Um, It's, like, a kind of cool way to get into the um, genre. Yeah, this is a really good first horror movie i also honestly i love the um i've only seen the second one i've seen no you know what after i saw friday the third not friday the 13th i i want to call it friday the 13th every time after i saw nightmare on elm street i watched new nightmare um sometime after and i like that and that's the kind of direct sequel to this one where like everybody's older and nancy's older and that new nightmare is really neat and then I watched the second one, which is gay. And I, I I say that as a mostly gay person, that there are is like 
critically a lot of homoerotic subtext <laughs> within the like film itself. Like I'm not trying to be shady. And there was this whole story about how everyone was saying it was like a very homosexual movie. And um the lead actor at the time was like in the closet, so it was like really difficult for him to process all that. And I love the second one. I think it's very like funny. And that's something I admit, like like watching it multiple times and like knowing who Freddy Krueger is as a character. Like this movie isn't very funny and it could be. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like it is a good way to set up the franchise. But they do make Freddy Krueger so funny and like silly and he has all these really great one-liners and like right. sequels to the movies and I feel like that's the one thing I'm missing from this movie. Okay. That's that didn't answer any questions. But I just you was love talking. his like very first one-liner. Yeah. Like you mentioned that before we even got right. to that part in the film. This is God is the first thing he says like when you get like a close-up shot of him. <laughs> Oh, that's badass. What a performance, man. It's very, like... And he's, he's like, just dramatically for the with drama. his, like, fingers on his, like, he's, like, putting it on his face, like... He mm. posing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, Wes Craven has talked about, um, how, uh, he wanted Freddy to have a mask because all killers or, like, um, slasher villains have masks, but um, he also wanted Freddie to be able to talk and like make comments like that and like taunt his um, victims and like uh, make fun of them and stuff like that. So that's why he went with the burnt face because it's like a mix between the two where like wow. it's not a mask that like covers up his face, but it also like obscures his face, which I mean, I don't know, feels wrong because like people with burnt faces should not be considered monsters yeah but also i don't know well you almost get that masked fantasy twice though once when he pulls off tina's face yeah and again when he like hits his own face like swiped off and you just see the muscular muscle underneath that yeah so you still kind of get that masked killer vibe yeah um, even though he still gets to talk in the third movie for Fuck my life. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warrior. Um, there's a scene where he like takes off his sweater and you see his skin underneath and he has like faces in his skin. Mm. And it's like people trapped in his skin, like the souls of like the people. When he's did killed. that happen? I don't because like that. we definitely saw his chest in this one when yeah. he like cuts his chest open and there were no faces. Well, listen, you can retcon whenever you want. That's yeah, true. You, can you do really anything can. If you believe. I get that it's like problematic to like make burn people burn burn victims yeah. like i mean scary. it's but it's i love the fine design. because it's like the reason he looks like that is because he got burnt to death um mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah i don't know it's weird i love this sweater um, i love the weapon i love he wears like a funky little fedora throughout the whole movie <laughs> yes he He's wears styling. the fedora too and he can make his arms really long <laughs> So the sweater was based on the DC Comics character Plastic Man. If you guys know what Plastic Man looks like, Plastic Man wears like a red outfit um, and like stretches out uh, like Mr. Fantastic, basically. Uh, And then the reason that Wes Craven chose... Oh, this guy. That's Plastic Man, yeah. Yeah, this guy. Um, uh, the reason he chose red and green as the colors is because he apparently read in a Scientific American article that the two colors were the most clashing colors to the human retina. Yeah, red and green? Red and green, apparently. 
Isn't there Which, a whole holiday centered yeah, on those colors? Yeah, that's what confused me, too. Fourth I was July? like, yeah. Monica. <laughs> yes, famously so. No. Yeah, I don't know. I that's, hate red and green together. Really? Yes. Okay. I never do I never do red and green together because it's associated, obviously, with the holidays. So I typically avoid those. No, I, t- I just wore red and green together the other day. But it, I hate, like... I think a muted green with like a muted red. Yeah, but is like fine. red and re- and green. Like Crayola mm. red and Crayola green. Like right. the primaries, like the most primary colors mm. don't look great together. Well, the sweater is like a dark Green's green. Not a like it's not. I meant like in their purest essence. Well, green is a primary color in the light spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> actually, in the light spectrum, yes. Yeah, the, that's what I said. But not in the art in world. In the art world, actually, the primary colors are magenta, cyan, and yellow. Yeah. What's well, art, really? See who I am. <laughs> An um, opinion. <laughs> that's science. No, I love the sweater. Yeah. I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's called fashion. Look it up. <laughs> Every day I put on my little outfits and my little yeah, finger knives. So we went for the unsettling. So he went for the unsettling green and yellow, but then he muted the green, and it's just... The green just looks like black to me. It's just a fashion it, color. Yeah, it just looks like gray. You know what they once said in a... um, What's it called? I don't remember. Green is not a creative color. <laughs> don't sleep, I'm not afraid. Don't, don't hug me, I'm scared. Don't hug me, I'm scared. <laughs> don't hug me, I'm scared. Yeah. Nobody. That's what it is. Thank you, really. um, so, uh, That was my life in middle school. That was really scary. <laughs> yeah. That is a horror movie that we should unpack at a later date. Uh, don't hug me, I'm scared. Absolutely. Oh my God, they're so good. So um, New Line Cinema, as we noticed, is produced this movie and this was their first movie that really? they produced. They were they like a, Donnie Darko too, right? They were a distributor at first. Um and then this was the first movie that they decided to produce cuz like Wes Craven like took the script around in lots of places. Um Walt Disney Productions had an interest in it but wanted it to be more of a kids movie and he like decided not to. I would love to see that version. Hey, Lee Joe, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> can I say, like, yeah, she worked at, uh, oh, okay. oh. Protected. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah. That would have um, been a trip, though, actually. Yeah. To see this, like, as a Disney film. Right. How would you do it? How would I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, animated, because I'm a slut for animation. Um, <laughs> but no, I would keep most of it the same. Like, just, I don't know how you would family friendly that instead of calling people bastards. I don't know. And also, also to show like bodies and body bags. Dying oh no, absolutely place. you can though. Have you seen some like really classic Walt Disney productions like from like I've the seen Don't Look Under the Bed from the nineties and that is still the scariest yeah. movie I've ever seen. They get dark when they want to. Um Really? Yeah. Mostly things that actually never came to light. Like they have a lot of um different animation projects that weren't ever finished. Oh. And some of them are really, really dark. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but eventually, like a bunch of other studios passed on it. But eventually, it went to New Line Cinema, who had only distributed films at that point. But like, they agreed to produce the film, and like, basically, like, ran out of money. 
producing this movie to where like they had to go and find funding in other places so on wikipedia there's this whole section about like all the other places that they got money like 40 percent from this from uh 40 percent and 30 percent from two investors in england and someone one of the producers of texas chainsaw massacre also contributed and stuff like that but this movie was such a commercial success that um it basically like made new line cinema a like its own production company and um uh, apparently the studio is referred to as the house that freddie built oh i love that oh, yeah that's so great. yeah so that's that's cool uh another fun fact is um the guy who plays jason Voorhees in the original friday the 13th kane mm-hmm. hotter was um considered like for freddie in this and um like they auditioned him and he was like really good but like initially um Wes Craven wanted like a bigger guy like a big guy to play mm-hmm. Freddy but then Robert England who plays Freddy in oh. this he like auditioned and played it as like kind of like more like weaselly and like rat like because apparently so Freddy was initially written as a child molester and mm. so like that explains the new remake. Yeah. Yeah. So to, there's like subtext, right? It's not explicitly. Stated. So so they changed it from a child molester to a child murderer because at that time there were like actual like child molestation cases in California, and they're like, we don't want to be accused of trying to capitalize on that and stuff yeah. like that. So they chained him to just like murdering kids mm-hmm. which is like basically the same and also like there's also always that implication that that's what happened but yeah. anyway um so uh because of that like um uh like robert england's friend who like told him to audition like told him to um play it as like a more weasel like or rat-like character because a lot of like um convicted pedophiles and stuff were like that kind of archetype um and so for like because of that it worked out for him and that's why he got chosen to play freddy wow um and just while we're talking about him he is fantastic oh he's great throughout the (laughs) movies wow and freddy as what do you guys think of freddy as a killer awesome yeah he's like after ghostface it's like freddy krueger okay and sometimes they're tied i love freddy krueger i think he's right. my favorite like any horror film villain yeah yeah for sure great. yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i would have called him my favorite but like thinking about it more and more like i i do like really really like him so he's definitely like rising up in the ranks <laughs> in terms of my uh, rankings but yeah, he's a great villain. He loves, like, he does all the little, like, ta- taunting and, like, mm-hmm. this is God. And, like, hey, check this out. And then, like, just cuts off his fingers. That's fun. And then later he just gets so funny. Like, my favorite Freddy Krueger cro- quote of all time from the third movie, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors. He um, turns into a TV and he goes, welcome to prime time, bitch. And he <laughs> smashes like a woman into the tv set and kills her that way it's awesome it's so funny and it's like aware that it's funny you know it's like trying to be yeah it works i would like to become more familiar with more 
Nightmare because I've only yeah. actually seen the first one all the way through. The rest of them I've seen like bits. When I was a kid, whichever one has Tyra Banks in it, I watched her murder scene and it stuck with me. And it's if when I was a child, it was terrifying. But now that I'm familiar with Cr- Freddy Krueger, I'm like, oh, he's silly and fun. <laughs> I don't think he's my favorite. Ghostface is, of course, my favorite. Yes. But um, I am very motivated to watch the rest of them because I just want to become more familiar with this guy. I will watch two with you any day of the week. Which one was Tyra Banks in? I don't know. Is she but in she's, Nightmare? She's in one. And when I, I just remember when I was a kid, like my family, I have like weird flashback memories of my family watching horror movies and me like walking into the living room whenever the adults were watching the movie and be like, oh, what are you guys watching? I have like a big one with Scream 2. Like I just... <laughs> But I remember watching Tyra Banks die. Hold on. If you give me a second, I'll figure it out. But yeah, I didn't, um, just to like speak to Robert England's just how good he is. Like, it's one of those how Sam feels about um, Matthew Lillard playing um, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo is how I feel about Robert England. Yeah. In the, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and you're franchise. entirely right to feel that way. He is just he is so perfect for the role. And he does it so well that like anytime you see an adaptation specifically the 2010 reboot um it just doesn't feel like a friday the third oh my fucking god yeah it doesn't feel like a friday the 13th movie because it's not it doesn't feel like a nightmare on elm street movie so tyra banks is not uh, so it turns out tyra banks is not in any of these movies (laughs) she's in a halloween Halloween movie no it's Definitely a Freddy Krueger movie. Maybe I just thought Tyra Banks was in it, but there's just this woman that gets murdered. It's in an alley. I'm going to figure this out, but anyways. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm uh, drunk. Um, yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> the name Freddy Krueger uh, comes from Wes Craven's childhood bully. Whose Love name that. was Fred Krueger. I knew oh that. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. That's traumatic. I'm here for, for it. it. <laughs> it's great. Can like, you imagine being Fred Krueger and being like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Your life is just ruined. <laughs> I feel like he could have like sued for defamation or something. <laughs> no, as long as you put that tagline, any resemblance. Oh. Yeah. Like you can get it. You can eke it. Like right. get it. Wow. Even if you say later that like it was inspired by, you can always pull that any resemblance is fictional. Yeah. Um Dang. So, uh, 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 he did this, like, he did the same thing in Last House on the Left. The villain's name is Krug, which is short for Freddy Krueger. Wow, this has a lot of pent-up aggression. This is why you don't bully people. (laughs) That's why. There might be other reasons, too. Nope, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. It's the only reason I can become a famous writer-director and make a movie about it. It makes me wonder if, like, the childhood bully was as dramatic and, like, theatrical, like, in his taunting. Imagine (laughs) getting bullied by a theater kid. That's embarrassing. (laughs) 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 Letting the days go by. No, um, (laughs) rhythmic finger snapping in the hallway. (laughs) Hey, uh, bet you only know two musicals. Phantom and Rant, you illiterate fuck. (laughs) (laughs) okay call me out i'm just kidding i'm sorry (laughs) no um yeah uh another that's a a great fact um another thing that like uh he also drew from like a memory uh, of when he was a kid where um like wes craven when he was a kid he like looked out his window and there was like an older man 
walking uh outside his house who looked up and like looked at him <gasps> and then like walked away oh. um and it was just like like one of those where it's like you know just like random eye contact oh, that's but it like creeped though. him out so much that that was like another inspiration for freddy cougar yeah in like the middle of the night you don't expect people to look at you yeah I mean, that's it's my response to any like old man looking at me <laughs> yeah i'm gonna write a movie about this <laughs> yeah just check out my diary can we talk about a second about how cool freddy krueger's powers are cooler oh, than any yes. other slasher dude yeah so his whole shtick is that he waits for people who live on Elm Street to fall asleep, mm-hmm. and then he kills them in their dreams while they're asleep. Yeah. But um, in the dream, the person is, like, fighting against him, and he's, like, attacking them, and they're, like, awake and fighting him off in the dream. But in the real world, it just looks like nothing's there, and they are all of a sudden, like, ripped open with, like, invisible knives. Yeah. And it's terrifying for everyone around them because they can only see, like, one side of it. Right. But to, like, that's just... Every other slasher, like, has their whole shtick or whatever. But I always kind of really loved, like, that added element of, like, Freddy Krueger in the dream world. Right. It's really cool because, like, he has, like, his, like, magic powers. But a lot of it is, like, just, like, dream logic stuff mm-hmm. that happens. Like, he has the, like, very long hands. I hate that. <laughs> the The long <laughs> arms. And then, like, um, scratches himself and, like or like cuts off his finger and shows that like his blood is actually like slime or whatever and, and then like every time they're in a dream like it's like a little bit off like how when you're a dream like in a nightmare specifically like you can't really escape and things yeah. are just weird and so like he uses that to his benefit to just like appear like and uh appear wherever they are and then um uh when we see the other side of it when we see like them actually dying in their sleep like the powers extend to the real world and it's like he is like lifting them up and like throwing them around the room but you just can't see it because it's all inside their dream their mind is manifesting it you know what i mean yeah it's like their mind is thinking about it so hard that they're like it's like making it happen yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't have a point i'm just saying (laughs) Oh no! Like th- the um, did you have something to say? Yeah, I have a thought, but I don't know how to say the words. Um, so I wonder though if that's why Nancy has to be the final girl, because she's the only one who's able to recognize that it's a dream, and that she does have some control over her dream. What's that called? Lucid, Lucid dreaming. dreaming. There it is. I have a theory. Nancy is a lucid dreamer. She's a lucid dreamer. And that's why she is the one who's able to like defeat him in a way because she can recognize that it's a dream and that she has some control. Right. And that's how she's she's able to wake herself up like when she's in English class and then at the end where she realizes she can draw him out of the dream world Mm -hmm. into reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. She definitely does like wake herself up Mm -hmm. like in different ways in the english class it's like by burning herself she's like and it has real world consequences yeah which pulls back into like freddie's powers of like killing them in their their dreams and you seeing it in the real world but not him she has a little burn on her arm she did that massive burn and all she got was that little ass mark Mm -hmm. right even though it's a little tiny pitiful 
burn. It's but not as kitchen, bad bitch. as it would have been. Should have been a worse burn. <laughs> I stand by that. It should have yeah. been. I've gotten worse burns working on a little tiny toaster oven. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Hardcore. <laughs> oh my god. Not to like be dramatic, but <laughs> <laughs> but to be a little dramatic. To ha- take a page from Freddy Krueger's book. Uh, um, I'm gonna be a little. Dr- <laughs> Everyone leave me alone. Never. I'm going to name my horror villains after you because I'm being bullied. Good. <laughs> I would be an honor. Um, have you guys ever had... Joe Beavins. Lucis. <laughs> Joe. Sorry. Oh, I want to talk about this. Yes. Um, yeah. I have really vivid dreams all the time. Okay. And sometimes I can tell I'm dreaming, but I'm not good at like control. I can't, I can't really control my dreams. I don't think. But sometimes, like, I'm aware of it and I'll do stuff and I'm like, that's cool. Like, I can't do that in real life. Right. <laughs> Such but, as. Like, I can't think of an example specifically. Uh. There was one, I had a really, oh my God. We can release this, like, as a bonus feature, that one recording. <laughs> I, have, I had a really weird oh. dream recently. And it was one of those, I definitely knew I was asleep. And I was, like, kind of half asleep and half awake. But I was having this really vivid dream where this, like, singer came to our school. And um, then there was like improv <laughs> and um in my brain i was like making up an improv game and i was like this is cool i should like really think about this and then i woke up before i actually had to do the improv and um i like took a voice memo of me like recapping my dream so i wouldn't forget because it was so important to me <laughs> and um i have a lot of really odd dreams like that i also have really like scary dreams yeah like where really bad stuff happens and it's like really scary and sometimes i'll wake up and it'll take me a second like i had a dream one time that my dad got like caused a really like bad car accident and died and like all these other people died and i had to hold like a dead cat and there were all these like emts everywhere it was really stressful and i woke up and i like was in a panic and i called him i was like you can't like drive today and he's like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like okay like, let me reset but i don't know maybe i don't know what it is maybe it's just because i'm mentally ill but have you ever had a lucid dream? I like don't know. I like know. Okay. Like I don't think so. I can't like make myself do stuff yeah. all the time. Interesting that you say that because like, what did you have more to say? Like I can like tell when I'm dreaming and I'm like, I get it. Like if that makes sense. Yeah. But I can't be like I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna talk to this person. Like I don't have. I'm not able to like make those right. decisions all the way but i can do like i can do some like yeah like you can influence but not directly cause like i can kind of like control where the dream's gonna yeah it's Mm -hmm. weird because i've had like a couple and like it's like you realize that you're dreaming and then you're like oh so because like for me it's like i had read about lucid dreaming before that and i'm like oh this is a lucid dream so now i can control it but it always happens, like, I always realize that it's a dream, like, right before I wake up. So I have, like, five minutes to, like, do whatever I want. <laughs> and then, like, it, it, like, I wake up and then it's over. Oh, um, you know what? That dream I was telling you about, where all of our friends were in it. Yeah. Like, I was, like, in control of myself then. <laughs> I had yeah. a dream that me and Harish and Sam and a lot of other people in our friend group explored this secret underground, like, tunnel sounds great at ohio state and like i was in full control of myself then and i knew it was a dream and i knew it wasn't real right but like it was still fun so i was like this is great i'm gonna keep doing this yeah what about you guys have you guys um 
back in high school, I was an insane lucid dreamer. Oh, like, really? Every single night. Oh, I was wow. Very aware that I was dreaming. I would control every single thing. If I didn't like the outcome, I would. I literally had this thing where I could. It was like a VHS. I would pause it and rewind oh it. My god. Oh my god! Wow. And then I'd go. Wow. Um, That's so cool. It was, you know, back. But um, I like it, it was insane amount of lucid dreaming. I at that point I didn't even know that that was like what it was called. I just could do it, and I thought that that was a thing. So like, what was the process for you though? Um. So like, it depends. Cause like, if I was ever having a nightmare. I wouldn't be able to really control that one. Yeah. But with a nightmare, I'd have, eventually I would realize like, oh, I'm dreaming this. And then I had this like chant that I would say to myself that was like, and I'd still be completely asleep, but I used to be able to just, if I was having a nightmare, be like, stop, go away, stop, go away, stop, go away. And I'd chant it so much to myself in my dream that it would just reset and I would just go right. do something Could else. you wake yourself up or did um, you just like reset It was the kind dream? of like a mid waking up. Like I'd kind of like be like, okay. And then I'd like dive back asleep and I'd go do whatever but i never could control those or anything but like most other dreams i used to be able to just be like okay i don't really like the way that outcome happened all right let's try it this way Hmm. and um so i could do that a lot mostly recently i think i'm having like the the i'm not able to remember my dreams as much so it's hard for me to tell but I typically, I know that like right before I wake up on most days, I'm very aware that I'm dreaming mm-hmm. and I'm very aware of, oh, I want to remember this because this is kind of crazy that all this stuff just happened to me. Right. But then most of the times when I wake up, I'm like, fuck, I can't remember this. And Harish and I keep like daily like um, stream of consciousness journals. Um, so as soon as we wake up, we write a page. And if I can like jot down some memory of a dream, I try to, but it's like once a week that I'm able to, but like, I'm aware that like most of the time I'm dreaming, I'm aware, but I don't think I'm quite like messing around with it. I think I'm just like aware that it's a dream, Yeah. but yeah, back in high school, I could like fucking do whatever I wanted. That's awesome. But like, I don't know why I stopped. I just, I can't really do it as much anymore. I wonder if, like, you focused and, like, practiced, if you could do that again. I didn't even, like, I think it was, I had, like, a lot of nightmares back in high school, so mm. I think that, like, it was just coming from my nightmares that, like, I was, like, very aware, and I don't really have as much anymore, and typically, if I do, they're the same nightmares, so, like, when the nightmare's happening, I am kind of like, oh, this is one of my nightmares, whatever, just let it go, but, you like, that up before that you oh, have the same I have dream. the same exact night. The, my dreams are different, but, like, my nightmares are the same. Really? That's so weird. Exactly the same. Like, it's very rarely a different nightmare. I've never had a repeat dream. Oh, for really? nightmares. a lot. What? Really? Like, yeah. ever? No. Huh. Sometimes, like, themes are similar, but I don't have the same, like, plot. Yeah, I don't think I've, like, Funny enough, my nightmares aren't Freddy Krueger. Most of my young adult, or my childhood and young adult life, they were ghost chased. And um, then I got over that because I fell in love. And (laughs) now they're Michael Myers. If I am being stalked, it is typically Michael Myers. And it, I'm, like, not scared of him, but if I'm being stalked in my dream, it's him. Because, yeah. like, you can't fucking take that guy on. Right. <laughs> Usually he kills my grandma, which is really fucked up. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, Don't do that, Mikey. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm always aware I'm dreaming, but, like, I typically can't mess with it. Hmm. What about you? What Have are you- your dreams like? What are my dreams? My hopes and dreams? No. Yes. Um, yikes um i don't know because i've always had sleep problems so when i was younger it was insomnia and they like made me take these little things and then i would just like pass out and i didn't dream or at least i couldn't remember them 
Um, nowadays, when I dream, it's always like really mundane things. Like, why are you dreaming about going to work? That's no fun. Right. Um, but I don't think I've ever been able to control them. There are times where if it's like really dark dreams, I know it's not real but I can't do anything to get myself out of them. So I'm going to have to like try and steal your little oh, chant thing. Try chanting okay. to yourself. Yeah, so, I'm going to have so to figure useful. that out. But I like, there are times where like, I feel like I'm dreaming, but I feel like I'm trapped within my own mind mm-hmm. and I can't even control like what the me is doing. She's just there. And I mean like that's real life too. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but <laughs> um, it's even worse in my dreams. Cause I'm just like trapped in the corner. Um, so all yeah. you, so your dreams are like you're acting, but it, like you're not in control of your exactly. Actions. Like I can't even like if I want to say hello, my body is gonna be like hi. Oh like, wow. Yeah. wow, it's really? it's really weird. Yeah, it feels really it feels like I'm like trapped under like a weighted blanket. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I can't do anything. I'm just there for the ride. Um, and those are always like the weirdest ones. I don't like them. Yeah, they're so creepy. There was a period I where bet, yeah. I yeah. was like. I've read a lot about like sleep science and like mm-hmm. lucid dreaming and stuff. Like there was a period where like this was just like a fascination of mine. Um, and so there are um, ways that you can try to like make it happen, which like I've never actually like really got it correct. But um, so like one of the things they suggest is like if you like put your finger, if you like touch your palm right in real life, um you you're touching your palm but uh like in a dream your finger might like go through your palm Mm -hmm. um because like you're not actually like touching anything so like it would just naturally like do that um so that is one method apparently people use to do lucid dreaming and so like for me as a kid like i read that and like anytime i like woke up in the middle of night to go to the bathroom or something i would always just like (laughs) touch my palm just like to test it out yeah like pee the bed yeah because they think they're actually awake and going to the bathroom that was my anxiety the whole like (laughs) i i would constantly be worried about like (laughs) peeing the bed so like anytime i'd wake up i'd just just to make sure i'm awake just touching my palm wow i support that i'm gonna try and i mean it's not gonna work but we're gonna try it anyway there's other things regardless look at clocks look at clocks yes so why if you, the clock will so, never have a time um, on it in your dream. No, um, what it is is like when you look at clocks or try to read text in your dreams, if you um, look at it and then look away and then look back at it, it's going to be completely different each time. So one time... That's terrifying. One time I had a dream where um, I was like... Uh, I used to work uh, as a tutor mm-hmm. um, in college. And so like there was one time where I was like, uh, it's almost time for me to go to my job. I'm just waiting to for time for me to leave. That, that's and a I kept dream. looking at the clock and every time I looked at the clock, it was a different time and I'm like freaking out. Like it stressed me out a lot because I was like, what is going on? Why can I not figure out what time it is, to whether it's time to leave? But like that is that a real thing that happens in your dreams no but i used to read books in my sleep really like i when i would there's a whole backstory to that i was a whole fucking nerd yeah but no, like in my dreams i would like read <laughs> don't come for me um we had that conversation earlier um no, that's really cool yeah no no like in my in my dreams i used to like continue reading books read that i'd like books. reread yeah because i that's what i used to do because you know when you don't have friends you just read a lot wow 
<laughs> oh, that's a mood. Oh, yeah, I mean. But yeah, like the books that I knew, like cover to cover, I would have dreams where I was reading them. Okay. Because wow. I'm really exciting as a human would being. Would you actually be reading? Yeah, like I would literally just be in my chair, little candle next to me, reading. And we're like, were in you the just dream. dreaming that you were reading or was it like actually like the same book if that makes sense yes and no so like okay. there were times like if i fell asleep reading in my dream i would just continue reading the book mm-hmm. um, but there were other times where like you know as a normal person you know you lay down and your head's on the pillow um and I, I would just like start dreaming and i was like in a chair or wherever and i was reading a book that i wasn't necessarily reading that day got it yeah okay I heard when you're lucid dreaming, you're not supposed to look at mirrors because it'll like be something scary. That's when the sleep paralysis demons come oh, out. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I have had I think I've had sleep paralysis once and it was like within the past year and it was terrifying. OK, see, my old roommate used to have really bad sleep paralysis and I had to wake her up a couple times mm-hmm. because you just see her their eyes like dipping back and forth really, really fast. And that's all that can move. Um, and I would wake up to her like making really weird like whimpering sounds oh. and I'd have to wake her up because she was just like freaked out and there's just like a demon chilling in the corner. I've had it where <laughs> I'm like paralyzed, but like I, again, this is like knowing that sleep paralysis exists. Mm-hmm. I like am afraid to open my eyes because I don't want to see the mm-hmm. sleep paralysis demon. So like I, I'm <laughs> yeah. like eyes closed like just i can't move and i'm like just sitting like lying there i'm like i'm not gonna open my eyes i'm just gonna so sit you don't know here. what your demon looks like no oh you gotta yeah. become friends with them no. that's the trick you know what i'm terrified of having a sleep paralysis demon because i didn't like look at either well i like it was like complicated i don't think i had one but like i thought that there was like something right right there's something or, or it's like just a general figure that feels like it's on your chest mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that yeah like, if I ever woke up and, like, saw something, I would kill myself. No, that's their job. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would freak out. <laughs> that would just ruin my entire life. Like, I think, oh, God, that's horrifying. Oh, my God. Sam yeah. mentioned earlier, she's like, I can't imagine what it's like to be afraid to go to sleep. That's a big part of this movie. Oh, that's oh. my whole life. I sleep for, like, eight to nine hours a day. Oh, man. <laughs> I just That's can't dream. I can't imagine if I don't get it. If I don't get minimum seven hours of sleep, my whole next day is just fuck. <laughs> That's just, and it's not like me bragging because I sleep so much. It's honestly like not a, not fun. <laughs> Well, no, like some, that's just how like some people are. Like I, I run off of like an hour and a half of sleep and Red Bull. That's my life. I but. I literally am miserable if I don't go to bed by like eleven thirty. You're like the perfect grandma. <laughs> I what an it. I went to. Do you know what time I fell asleep last night? What was it like? Ten twenty. Ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. She usually sleeps around ten. I love that. For, no, that's very so healthy. Gal. That's great. No, that's, that's amazing. That's great. I mean, Freddie would like love your ass. I know he but. would, oh, yeah. and I sh- I just can't imagine not being able to sleep. <laughs> Freddie Krueger was trying to come. He'd be like, "Why are we waking up at four in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Bitch, I got journaling. Bread, boy. I got yoga. I I've got to get ready. I need time. Sometimes have I told you this? Like, you know how I wake up early for work yes. and I have to set an alarm to wake up at that time. I will like if I am able to sleep in a lot of days, like I will sleep for a few hours, like three or four hours and I'll wake up and my body's like, what time. Are, what are we doing? And it like waking up early for so long has really like affected my sleep cycle. Yeah. And like I can sleep in a lot of the time if I really try hard and believe in myself. But a lot of times when I am supposed to schedule like scheduled to sleep in, um, 
my body will just wake up anyways and i'll have to like go back to sleep and it's a whole thing i yeah. take forever to fall asleep yeah i feel like typically on the weekends harish and i on are up weekends, between eight and nine pretty early without yeah. even thinking about it we're just, just like naturally. all right time to yeah. get up yeah but i mean cool. that's a little later than our weekdays but like we're not we're never sleeping past like nine right <laughs> <laughs> what time do you wake up today Haley? <laughs> 2 p.m. <laughs> oh, in, my defen- in my defense, oh, I was to be dying, Haley. so it's fine. <laughs> I actually thought I was going to die last night, but we're good Oof. now. We're I slept alive. in an extra five minutes and Pretty woke up at 6.50 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have that thing where, I don't know, like you wake up and you're so tired and like you're sleepy and you're like, okay, one more little hit of sleep. Yeah. And you get that little bit and then you're like good to go. Yeah. That's what happened I've to me this that, morning. Yeah, I was like five down. minutes. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That is great. serotonin, baby. So, um. Back what, to the movie. Sorry. Well, it's I mean, been a minute. I just love talking about sleeping. It's right. so interesting. I love talking about sleep science too. It is kind of on topic <laughs> though. Literally we though. Talk, we talk about, at work. At, I shit you not. Almost every <laughs> single day at work we talk about sleep patterns. It's insane. Really? Humans well, just love to sleep. What I was going to say when you were like back to the movie um, was that like uh, what I've read is that the natural like sleep cycle for a person is like is in one and a half hour chunks so if you want to like feel well rested the you're supposed to like sleep and like wake up at the end of your sleep cycle so like the best way um if you want to feel rested but like don't have like a lot of time to sleep is sleep for an hour and a half and and what they say is like it on average it takes a normal person like 15 minutes to go from like get go getting in bed to like going to REM sleep so it's uh-uh. like no way on on average like i mean if oh. you're like staying awake then yeah i can lay down and be the fuck out really I mean, 15 minutes what yeah, yeah. I, I can sometimes if i want great. to mm. what yeah there have been times where I literally did not sleep for over 48 hours and I was finally able to like lay down and go to bed and it still took me like an hour mm-hmm. of just laying in the bed. Last night. That's it. We got in bed at like 8 p.m. just to chill in bed for the rest of the night, you know? Yeah. I was watching Shit's Creek for like two hours. Chef's Kiss. It's a yeah. perfect fucking show. I, we're rewatching right yeah. now. It's our it's our bedtime show. You know how you have the bedtime show. Um, and... I finally was like, I'm done for the night. And I turned over and just fell asleep. <laughs> it was just like, that's a skill. There should be like a that was like like world you. record for how quickly can someone fall asleep. Yeah, I'm good at it. There's this website that I used to use called Sleepy Time. It's it's just sleepyti.me. Sleepy Time and the M-E or after the dot. But um, you go on there and then like you can literally type in like when you have to wake up or like if you went to bed now wh- when you should set your alarm to wake up. Because like you're supposed to like have finish a entire sleep cycle and then like you wake up in between like the in between one and the next sleep cycle. You know what I mean? So like what normally happens if you're sleeping like six to eight hours is what like you go through a cycle and then there's a period where you're not in like REM sleep and then you go back to REM sleep and then you go back normal. And what they say is like um, the entire cycle takes an hour and a half. So you sleep in increments of an hour and a half. Um, 
and what it says on this web there's this website just calculates like if you went to sleep now then like when is the correct time to wake up to feel rested Mm -hmm. um and it's just like literally hour and a half plus what it says here is it takes the average human 14 minutes to fall asleep so interesting. I would like say. to use this so site. I'm, I'm above or below average. Below average. That's the rest of my life. So might as well be <laughs> no continuity errors here. But <laughs> I was just doing a perks of being a wallflower bit. But yes, I feel that. I feel like tonight, though, I'm so tired. I've been up for a hot minute today. I'm going to go right to sleep. I'm that so Red Bull special. did not kick in. So, uh, <laughs> so I was, didn't you guys both drink like two Red Bulls just now? No. Oof. I just yeah. had one. Oh, I had two. We got coffee before this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've had two coffees, a chai and two Red Bulls today. Yeah, we've been awake for yeah, we're seven and a half hours. Oh my God. <laughs> it's fine. I don't sleep. I run off of coffee and cigarettes. It's you fine. <laughs> we're the ones complaining about how we have such poor sleep patterns yeah we're the ones consuming caffeine i know i know you're not supposed to drink caffeine like within eight hours of your bedtime oh we drink coffee right before bed all the time okay but that has i don't think that has anything to do with it because i once went 72 hours without any caffeine and i slept maybe three hours in that 72 hours my dad like straight up told me that like even though I don't always feel the physical effects of caffeine, that like it does stuff to your body. Like, oh, yeah. internally. No, you can you can get used to things. You can condition your body to like ignore certain chemicals or not ignore, but like they don't have as heightened of an effect. It's like if you drink alcohol often, okay, it takes more alcohol yes. to get you drunk. Same thing with caffeine. I, I something I'm very proud of. Just like fun fact, um, I worked really hard over the summer to reduce my caffeine intake because it was fucking up my life. And I would recommend that. Rest in peace, the Molly Haynes half and half. Oh my god, <laughs> disgusting. Um, I had a good point and I forgot it. What were we talking about? Um, <laughs> Not Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> no. Yikes. <laughs> good lord. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, let's just go back to the movie. <laughs> I um, um yeah. Do you have a point? If, you... I'm getting there. I would say Nancy is not my favorite protagonist. Okay, why do you say that? She's fine. I think she is. She like I think up until the last half of the movie, I just like can't I don't, like don't really I'm not like super latched on. Okay. Cuz I'm like okay, like all your friend like it's just I don't know. I care more about Freddy Krueger than I do about her. <laughs> and for me the movie doesn't really switch to being more about Freddy Krueger to the last bit. Okay. But um I would say like up into the time where she's like in the school and has that like freak out. Right. Like ever like starting then I'm like, okay, I'm on board. But I like when she gets all resourceful at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I kinda just like it might be just like an acting thing. I'm sorry guys. I really support her, but Heather Lane Camp is not a great actress. Okay. I also think her relationship with her mom is not written very well. You mean the forced <laughs> alcoholic? Yeah, that's well. Weird. The mom's alcoholic because she's just getting like triggered of I, her, I get having why. to deal with her killing Freddie and stuff. But it it's adds just nothing weird. to the story. It's just weird props. Their dynamic yeah. is really weird to me. Like it, just, I don't, I like, I just can't get like integrated into that. You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the mom is weird <laughs> uh, another Wes Craven movie with like weird 
mother-daughter relationships. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the cool like effects that they use because this movie is really good at that. Oh, I um, love it. So the first death is Tina um, in the in the bed she's mm-hmm. she's in her bedroom and then she like wakes up like but she's in the dream and then she goes outside and sees the long hands long arms freddy <laughs> this is like I forgot why did they do that i'm sorry like uh, i'm not bothered why was that a choice I hate that. Just walking. <laughs> he just likes warm hugs. <laughs> and then he like he's cuts off his Timothy fingers. He's doing the Timothy Chalamet statistics dance. I don't and know what that is. You gotta look it up because he's doing it. Okay. <laughs> Say it. What's the name? Oh, she's doing it's it. The Timothy. I'm not gonna do it. I'm getting my phone. The oh, Timothy okay. Chalamet statistics dance. But uh, yeah. So Freddy Cougar with the long arms and then he cuts off his fingers and he's slimy and then like he chases her and like is just randomly appearing in front of her at different points and then jumps on top of her and she like grabs his face and pulls off his face and shows the like skeleton underneath which is really cool that's a really cool effect and then her actual death is her like basically like um just like she starts floating and is thrown around the room and like thrown up in a corner. Um, and that was like all like really, really well done. And I thought it was really cool. Um, for the, for the like floating stuff, they used like a rotating room where the camera was stationary. So they could just rotate the room and, you know, um, and they also did that like later with uh, Johnny Depp's. Oh, I'm so excited for his death scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they filmed that. Oh, it's phenomenal. Character's death, oh, where he gets yeah, like, like sucked into the, um, he gets sucked into the bed, and then like a bunch of like it's just a blood geyser, mm-hmm. um, and the blood just like comes out of the hole and like goes onto the ceiling, and they use the same room that where it was like just turned upside down yeah. and they just dropped the blood um so that's cool did you talk about the face pressing over nancy through like the latex uh no yeah that's like that another thing is um there's a part where like nancy's sleeping and then there's the wall through the wall the face comes out which is really cool mm-hmm. um uh and then there's the like when she's in the bath yeah bathtub and the like hand comes up between her legs that's really cool that's like just one of the most iconic shots yeah oh yeah oh everyone knows that one yeah but i thought this movie was so good at like doing that kind of stuff like the effects like were so like realistic and Mm -hmm. it looked good and they're different every time and it's like unique so like all their deaths are unique the one guy gets like murdered by being hanged by a random bed sheet in the jail cell Mm -hmm. that starts moving through stop motion um which is cool Mm -hmm. yeah so this movie like does really well with those effects what do you guys think about the ending specifically the getting pulled through the window that and just like a what do you think it means so oh fuck i fucked up something um i (laughs) i don't know about the ending 
in as a whole but like i love the mom getting pulled through the window yeah <laughs> that is literally my favorite part of this entire movie because i remember when i was younger watching it being like what the fuck um but i do so i do think that it's interesting because i like in things that have vaguely like oh that wasn't a good ending but you don't know exactly how it ends type thing and i really like that yeah uh they they had multiple different possible endings the original planned ending was that nancy would kill freddy krueger by ceasing to believe in him and then she wakes up um then awakens to discover that everything that happened in the film was an elongated nightmare um but the the head of new line cinema wanted a twist ending where Kruger disappears and it seems like it was all just a dream. And then the audience discovers that it was a dream within a dream within a dream. Okay. Christopher. So, um, (laughs) so this is a quote on Wikipedia from Wes Craven. The original ending has of the script has Nancy come out the door. It's an unusually cloudy and foggy day. A car pulls up with her dead friends in it. She's startled. She goes out and gets in the car wondering what the hell is going on. And they drive off into the fog with the mother left standing on the doorstep. And that's it. It was very brief and suggestive. And maybe life is sort of dreamlike too. Oh, wait. Uh, It was brief and suggestive that maybe life is sort of dreamlike too. Um, Shay, who was the uh, producer from uh, New Line Cinema, Mm -hmm. Shay wanted Freddy Krueger to be driving the car and have the kids screaming. It all felt very negative. I felt a philosophical tension to my ending. Shay said, that's so 60s, it's stupid. I refused to have Freddy in the driver's seat, and we thought up about five different endings. The one we used with Freddy pulling the mother through the doorway amused us all so much we couldn't not use it. I'm glad they liked it so that much. That seems on brand. It's, that's the thing. It's, it's not a perfect ending or anything, but right, I find it funny. to be so amusing because, like, you get that, like, like like stressful situation with the kids getting locked in the car and stuff and it's just like this like out of left field a body can't fit through that window window, and it's just like it's just really fun to watch the mom just get pulled through the window like it's great it's a very um you know how horrors have horror movies have jump scares at the end like yeah, it's a very scream. it's a very fun jump scare at the end that's like silly enough to not be like it's silly enough to where you can tell that they're being a little bit self-aware with it at least you know so it's fun it's right it's a fun ending to a very yeah. crazy movie it it also um <laughs> sorry so did everybody else um yeah i also think it's pretty fun ending um i like the mom getting dragged through the door um i like that the car is the colors of freddy's oh, the yeah, hood, the hood of yeah it. the hood of the car is the color of freddy's um sweater but like freddy's not seen but like you know that something's going on with him um and the other thing is i pointed out at the very beginning um when we were watching it that like right after the the movie opens with a dream sequence with uh tina and then tina wakes up and like holds on to her crucifix or whatever and then it cuts to the next scene it 
opens with a shot of these three girls playing jump rope and then pans over to the car driving up and then the movie starts and like the our main characters um come out of the car but those three kids that were just jumping rope are never seen in that scene for the rest of that scene we need to finish where did those kids go what kids the kids that it's opened on they were like skipping rope and singing the song and then it pans over to the car and now the kids are disappeared and then the movie ends with the car driving away and then it pans over to the three girls jumping rope so are you implying that the girls are not real they're not. Yeah, they're not. They can't be. I guess that makes sense. They're, they, they're, they're just dream girls. They're not in that scene. They're definitely... the. I think, like, that is supposed to imply that maybe the entire thing's a dream, but also, like, it could be, like, it starts out with the girls. The girls are definitely not real, but, yeah. I always kind of interpreted it as, like, Nancy is still stuck in a dream, and, like, when... Oh, yeah. That's, like... And then she still has to resolve it. But then she comes. I like don't remember if they talk about that at all in New Nightmare, because I don't remember New Nightmare very well. I know it's a well. It's New very Nightmare good. is set like in, in the real world. Yeah, where it's okay. Heather Lamkamp playing herself. herself, the actress Heather Langkamp, um, Langenkamp, I guess is her name. I think she is a lot better in New Nightmare from what yeah. I remember. Okay, I like that movie a lot. What do you think of the ending? I have a lot of mixed opinions on the ending because I've only seen it all the way through twice now. And I remember the first time watching it, I was so frustrated because I thought the ending was such a weird cop out. Yeah. Because I hate the idea of, oh, it was all a dream. Right. And the edges of the screen are kind of fuzzy. So it alludes to the fact, in my mind anyway, that even this is still a dream. Mm -hmm. And I just, I always hated it. I like clear and concise endings. Well, I don't like to be allowed to have my own opinions. Just tell me, <laughs> tell me what the the finale is. Um, but right. I, I also, I, I don't know. Watching it again now, I think it's intriguing. They definitely set themselves up to make more movies, but uh, I still want to just actually know what happened. Well, I always interpret it as um, he, like Freddie pulls her into the dream world and like the back ending, into it after she pulled him into the real world or yeah okay. yeah like she pulls him out and then he like steals the mom like the mm-hmm. mom disappears and then there's the scene where she's like looking away and like i don't believe in you anymore or whatever um but didn't the mom die the mom died and like disappeared into that bed right. yeah and then so like and then she like the girl uh nancy turns mm-hmm. around and we see like him come up from behind the covers from underneath the covers you know Mm -hmm. and he's behind her i don't remember like what the actual dialogue in that scene is but and then the next scene right after that is her um with the mom in the at the front door right so like i always interpreted that as freddie wins and like pulls her into his dream world where she wakes Uh, up and like all her dead friends are there and the dead mom is Mm -hmm. there and um the the whole ending segment is just in the dream world and they're still being tortured. Okay, so I don't know if this makes any sense, but it probably doesn't. So the way I have kind of like secretly interpreted it and never actually said out loud, so this is going to be a weird jumbled mess of me saying words for the first time. Um, do that a lot. Um, is that she dies. 
I, in my mind, partially, not only does the mom die, but so does Nancy. Yeah. And then this is just a constant, like, continuation of her nightmare as she's dying. Okay. Where she has this brief moment of, he allows her to think that she's won. Yeah. Just for him to, like, once again murder everyone. Like, here's, you know, driving off in the car that he has control of, watches your mom is murdered yet again. Right. And, you know, we're on to hell. We're just yeah. going to keep dying over and over and over again. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of where my mind has been. Like, I'm going to let you think you win right? just so I can, you know, just make the defeat even more cruel. That's basically, yeah, the same. Yeah. As, um, that's basically the same thing that I believe okay. with this ending. Yeah. I can really buy into that, actually. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. find it to be very believable. Um, I don't know if that's like for sure it, but like. I definitely think that that's one of the better explanations for what we get. Right. So, yeah, actually, I think I like that ending. (laughs) Kind of really into that because like. She wrote a paper about that. It just makes sense because like what what else could it fucking be other than like another dream, you know, and it's like it just doesn't make sense. that's just so lazy, I think. I think it's lazy writing to just be like, oh, it was a dream within a dream within a dream. Like, be original. No. I think I think with this movie it's not as lazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) With this movie, it's not as bad because the whole time you're questioning whether it's a dream or real. Because like half the movie is she's asleep and Mm -hmm. it's a dream. So like you you have that like set up the entire time. It's not just all of a sudden. Oh, by the way, this was all a dream. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's been set up that it's possible for dreams to feel real. And also it's possible for dreams to affect the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like more important to me because like for me, like anytime a movie, if, if it were to end as this was all a dream, the, the reason I dislike that is because it's like, okay, then everything I just watched doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It makes no difference. But with this movie, like even though it was a dream, it still makes a difference because all the people who died died because of dreams. So like the dreams still affect the real world. Um, so are you saying it would have been, it would have been an acceptable ending for it to have all been a dream the whole time? Um, if, if it were all a dream and then she wakes up and then I, I think if they like left it vague over whether or not, um, uh, the ending scene is a dream. I think I would have been fine with that. Okay. Uh, especially like when they pan over to the little girls jumping mm-hmm. up and down. And if the car has the same like color scheme or whatever, I think like that, like leaves enough clues to where you can like piece it together and say, Oh, she's inside a new dream that she thinks is reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, I think that would have worked for me, but like even the way it ends, I think is just fun. Yeah. Um, it's all for a laugh. Yeah. Um, do we, anything else before we go into our segments? Do you want to guess how much fake blood they had to use for this movie? Oh my God. Like a swimming pool's worth at minimum. How many gallons? More than 10. More than 10. I would say 10 just for that scene when Glenn I, dies. That's the thing is I'm trying to think about 
That's way more than ten. Do we remember yeah. how much was yeah, used in Scream? So <laughs> um, I can find it in my notes. Oh, so much. <laughs> ten I'm, gallons is the amount of gallons required for one frog. I'm gonna say forty-five. I'm gonna say hundred and seventy. No less than eighty. I'm go- I'm, pre- I'm playing prices right rules here. Yes, I'm absolutely. Low. So I'm going go 80. Go big or go home. Wait, you said how many? 40? 45. 45. 170. 80. So uh, what I read on Wikipedia is over 500 gallons oh, of holy fake blood. Molly just won a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it. Don't look <laughs> at it. Time's going to change. <laughs> oh, God. That's a lot. 500? Yeah, over 500 it's gallons that of fucking blood. Johnny Depp scene. That, that blood guys are seen uses a lot. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what I was saying. Because they just on. were just. It's just flooding. Because, I mean, a gallon of something is only going to yeah, be Yeah, a like, gallon is not going to, like, spread that much. So that's that would have been, like, I don't know. I bet that was, like, 300 of the 500. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Minimum. But yeah. <laughs> also, all the blood, um, the fake blood when they're dragging Tina's body bag through the dragging hall. Tina's body that, bag. Like, really yeah. big yeah. blood trail. Okay, did anyone else find it really weird that Nancy was so willing to step in Tina's blood? Because like while she's following the trail down, I couldn't stop paying attention. She was. I wasn't watching her feet for weird reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> she kept stepping in the okay. blood. Oh my god! And it was making me so uncomfortable. I was like, "That's your friend's blood." Yeah, that is. Why weird. are you stepping it? Like I would be skirt so far around it. Right. And she was just casually like stepping in these pools of Tina's blood. That's weird. Don't do that. That is very if weird. If you're my friend, I would like you to not step in my blood, exactly. please. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's just disrespectful. <laughs> also, like, another reason I don't think Nancy's not my favorite is um literally the day after her best friend she dies, she's trying school? to go to school. Yeah, and that always never made sense to me. And I get that, like, you want to keep your mind busy, but, like, it's just not logical. And it's not her specifically i just think at times like sometimes adults don't really know how to write teenagers i do think he got better when writing scream i think those teenagers are like mostly okay yeah well, he I didn't feel like people scream. have different responses to trauma though yes like yeah i mean i know someone yeah. who like their boyfriend committed suicide in high school and she showed up to school the next day just because like oh. i mean she didn't do anything she just showed up and kind of yeah. looked like a zombie yeah. but like i think you just like go through the motions sometimes yeah and you have to otherwise you just like i don't think i would have skipped school no you don't I think just, you would have no. i don't think i would have either i probably would have taken at least a week yeah for sure mm. it's just i don't know yeah interesting i'm like genuinely i'm like yeah i probably was because also like all of like i mean i mean my parents are fine but like my actual friends that i want to talk to would have been at school like my support system is at school so i would have gone to school and just cried all through (laughs) (laughs) or had nightmares about a guy killing you yeah (laughs) one of the two and you're taking a big risk there (laughs) <laughs> the big roll of the dice. Which one's worse? The world may never know. The Talking about your feelings know. or like having somebody try and kill you in a dream? The former. <laughs> <laughs> so uh should we go into segments? I think it's segment time. Yeah. Segment time. What would you do 
if it were you in this, this movie. movie oh i forgot to mention i kept like forgetting to bring it up we have a friend who doesn't dream it's quinn he just doesn't dream quinn doesn't dream no quinn he doesn't dream it's so weird he like we've talked about this i'm like never and like i don't know if it's one of those things where he like just can't remember them or if he like actually does not i believe that quinn doesn't dream that's weird anyways mm. sorry i just remembered so yeah what would you do <laughs> if you if you so, were in the well first well, of all who are you yeah who do you relate to so part, um, part of the segment is we talk about like as ourselves as we are in real life how we would um do in the movie mm-hmm. and then we also have a segment where we talk about which character we relate to the most and we typically do that one first mm-hmm. um fuck it i'm freddy krueger yeah weird has sleep issues <laughs> was once burned alive knives through yeah. fingers yeah i mean just checks all catchphrases that's you yeah oof a boof <laughs> Can you imagine if you, if, you, if, you, if you have a dream and I'm coming after you? I'm like, boop, It's a fucking dingy boiler room. And you're like, oh no, it's Molly Haynes. I feel like that would both be your last word, but also the thing that you would say before you murdered someone. So like, no matter which side you're on, oof-a-boof would be the last thing someone either heard or said. You know, actually, I take it back. I'm Glenn. Because someone would ask me to do something and I'd end up just like, kind of not doing it yeah. yeah i was gonna say i'm also johnny depp's character where it's like i'm like trying to be supportive but also i like don't really believe that it's going on and also i'm also just like incompetent and falling asleep when i shouldn't be <laughs> just the worst possible person so yeah i I'm definitely relate to glenn i feel like what's her name tina mm-hmm. tina i think i'm tina why um i don't know i just vibe with her (laughs) (laughs) i can't explain it (laughs) that's valid that's just like she doesn't really have like a character nope and i vibe with that (laughs) generic teenage girl (laughs) yep (laughs) yep i get that Wait, um, I don't know. I'm the I'm the I'm Freddy Krueger, but when he's the girl in the hallway with the, <laughs> with the, hall, the hall guard. Do you, yeah. ha- the do hall you have your hall, hall pass? Monitor. Yes. <laughs> I'm only joking, but. but yeah, Tina. But if it was if it was us, like who we are, and we're getting Elm Streeted, hmm, you gonna live? I'm probably first to die. I can't stop sleeping. Yeah, there's no way. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Wait. Did you say who you are? I don't know. I'm still thinking. Oh, no, I don't know. I didn't. I I almost feel like Nancy only because I don't. I also would be the one who would stay awake for seven days. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's so infuriating and I hate her so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Mostly because of the way she runs. And I know that's just horror in general. But girls can't run in horror movies. And it makes me so incredibly angry. Just run. Stop looking behind you. Stop flailing your arms. <laughs> Stop waddling like a duck. Trooping over random things. I have a lot of anger about this. <laughs> Something that does bug me as well, and it's like funny, but um, when Tina is getting chased down, um, Freddy Krueger goes, hey, watch this, and she just stops. And and she just stops and like watches him, and she could have lived if she would have just run away. I do. Are you kidding me? I, mean, I would do that too. If you've got Freddy Krueger standing in front of you and he's chopping off his own fingers, at a certain point, you're going to be like, all right, I got to watch that. Yeah, what's this bitch going to do next? Wait, like, hey, let me show me that again. Yeah. Like, 
What, what else you got there? Mm. What other tricks you got? In your what do those hips do? He did say I can split you in half. Yeah. So Freddie's promising young fella. Split me in half. Freddy so Krueger. are we gonna all die? I feel like. Yeah. I yeah, am. I would die. I, I'm yeah, not gonna go three days without. Fuck that. Right, I couldn't stay awake. Freddie wouldn't be able to kill me. I would kill myself from sleep deprivation. <laughs> I'm not bitch. I already have really foul dreams, so it'd just be like par for the course. Mm. I guess if you're a lucid dreamer, you're living. You have yeah. You got a chance. chance. You got a fighting chance. There are so many songs there about this movie. Um, imagine you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Give me, Abba, give me, give me, give me, give me. Um. The 1975 inside your mind is all <gasps> happening in their head. Oh my god! I had another Maddie. one, but I forgot. Maddie Healy. Okay. Fun fact: uh, the song Dreamweaver apparently uh, sealed the deal for this movie um, for Wes Craven. The 1970s pop song Dreamweaver by Gary Wright sealed the story for Craven, giving him not only an artistic setting to jump off from, but a synthesizer riff for the movie soundtrack. Oh, that synth so, yeah. is dope. And, oh, um, yeah, the synth, for sure. When every time you see like the finger knives, it yeah. does this like squeaky, like scratchy little thing. It's so cool. Yeah, the the music in this is really good. That's um, awesome. But yeah, songs. Uh, so are, we're all dying. Yeah. Um, what's next? Who the award? Yeah. So we have two. God have damn it! We got another Jared. This is Jared. I used to. We give awards. So um, both Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles um, have been in horror movies. Jared Padalecki's been in a couple really good ones, um, like House of Wax and the Friday the 13th reboot. I wouldn't call oh. Friday the 13th reboot a really no, good one, but I'm passionate no. about it. One. I think I have seen that one, actually. House one. of Wax slaps. Oh, it's great. That's Jensen one. Ackles was in a terrible horror movie. I like can a My see Bloody that, he's a terrible mimic. actor. <gasps> Which is well, why. someone did get his start in soaps. So well, it shows. We, it does. Wow. You're right. So, Anyways, wow. we have an award for Jensen Ackles of you tried your best in a shitty horror movie, and the Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting is a movie we give out to a good actor in a good movie. So and this is a this good is movie. Jared. So movie. we're gonna give it to Jared. Somebody give us a bad movie, Jesus. So oh, um, you wanna watch the second one? Yeah. It's not great. Well, it's still I would give it a Jared because I love it, but it's not the best. So Molly, very early on in this movie. Robert England. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Literally like the second you saw him, you're like, oh, that's going to him. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. He's yeah, fucking he amazing. It. I think I'd give it to him too. I already have mentioned that I don't particularly think some of the acting from the other characters is great. So I think uh Freddy Krueger himself deserves mm. it. I agree. He puts so much heart in the role too, and it's just oh, he embodies it. Yeah, he is Freddy Krueger to me. Well, he doesn't have that many lines, but each one in in itself is so iconic and so like mm-hmm. it just hits, right? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't do anything wrong. He's effective. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I love that story about how like the direction he took it in the audition. I think that's really interesting. Right. I'm really glad they decided to like run with him and like go in that way because I can't see. Freddy Krueger as being like some meathead um, right. slasher. Yeah. Um, I my only other one would have been uh the one that I was thinking about before this was the cop. I forgot this motherfucker's the dad in this movie. I love this guy. This guy. Oh. Just because he's the cop in this and also the cop in Black Christmas. That guy slaps. And he's great. <laughs> um, John Saxton. John Saxton. 
yeah what a guy uh he yeah he's cool but yeah um robert england deserves it uh so moving on uh our villain ranking oh shit i need to pull that one up. so and um, Haley joe you can also answer this question we just have a list of like villains that we have ranked but um just like in all the movies you've seen like where there is a villain how would you put freddy krueger like near the top near the bottom no he's like my one of my favorites of all Mm -hmm. times out of like any not just horror but just villain in general he's one of my favorite villains and i don't know if it's just because i i like his theatricality i don't know if it's because he's just a dramatic bitch and i live for that (laughs) um and i think it's honestly it's because of that little opening montage whatever of him crafting his little finger knives right Mm -hmm. i love that he's crafty he puts his heart and soul into things He's willing to go the extra mile and chop off his fingers. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, do yeah. you do you watch a lot of horror movies? I don't. So I the I started watching horror movies a couple years ago because of who I was dating, um, and so I hated horror movies. I did not want to watch them, but I watched them because you know you're right. young and dumb, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I took my horror movie class and I gained an appreciation for them. They're still not something I seek out on my own, right. but I don't like cringe the whole time like I used to. Like once upon a time, they would give me nightmares for mm-hmm. like weeks afterwards. Um, now I can kind of find those subtle hints of humor and the different nuances that really take it up a level. It's not just a horror movie. It's it's still a film. There's still like really important and impressive technical aspects to it. Um, and I can appreciate that now, whereas I used to not. Uh, it's still not my favorite genre. What What are some other good horror movies that you like yikes <laughs> um i mean it's fine if you can't think of any not off the top of my head no like when yeah. people name off different movies i'm like oh i like that one or i don't right but it's very difficult for me to just say oh i really like this one okay nightmare on elm street is one of the few that i can always name off the top of my head like i know i like this one right but i like friday the 13th yeah a lot mm-hmm. um what is it? Cabin Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. <gasps> I like that oh, one. Cabin one. in the Woods. Yeah. I like that one. Um, I actually really like it. Have you seen the second The one? original or? Both. Both okay. the original and the remake. Both parts of the remake? I haven't actually seen part two. Okay. I haven't either. Oh. Uh, I, well. Me neither. <laughs> um, me and Samantha both like enjoyed the first one, but did not like the second one at all. Yep. I've um, heard that though. Like, there's been very mixed reactions to the part yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like part two. It's mm. just, it's just disa- bad. It's just disappointing. <laughs> I want to um, go see the Invisible Man. Oh, I've heard good it's things. Good. Molly, <laughs> I'm sorry, you've just awakened something. We'll talk about this on. If you have a chance to go see the Invisible Man in theaters, I cannot stress enough how much I want you to see the Invisible Man in theaters. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> that is it was, still in theaters right now? It yeah, just it came just out. Came. I don't know things. It's <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that this. That wasn't o- like a... It just came oh, out. no, I didn't think it was. We'll talk about that this was, offline, but um, yeah. Lee, I'm free on Thursday to steal <laughs> Molly's fit. If you're free on Thursday, I would also... I would love to hang out on Thursday. Oh when I'm free on Thursday. When I'm free on Thursday. Oh so, um, so, yeah. What is your ranking, Samantha? Oh, yes. Um, Sorry. Um, I ranked him at number two. Okay. He is right under Bill and Stu. Billy and Stu, not Bill. Billy and Stu. And right above Jill and Charlie. Um, I think that he is somebody who I just 
have no chance of escaping from. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen for me in my mind. I, I can't think of a way to beat Freddy Krueger. And I'm sure there are things in movies where people do it, but I'm like, for me, it's not happening. I'm dying. Um, but original Ghostface has my heart, so I just can't give that number one spot up. Well, get this. I put the same ranking. Nuh-uh. I have original Ghostface, uh, Freddy Krueger, and Ghostface from Scream 4. Nice. I put Freddy Krueger as my number one Hell yeah. on my list for 2020. Uh, right above uh, Laura Barnes from Unfriended. And then third is Sarah Bellow's book. Um, but yeah, I love Freddy Krueger. Great. Um, I love how in this movie all the kills are different. Yeah. Um, and they're all like very unique and like very cool effects. I love that. I love the idea of uh, a serial killer that attacks you in your dreams when you're like asleep and like most vulnerable, but also like literally like from the inside of your mind is where the attack is coming, which is cool. Um, and like you can't escape because you have to fall asleep eventually um so yeah i i really like a nightmare on elm street like the first time i watched this movie like i wasn't obsessed with it but like this my second time i like it a lot more and Mm -hmm. i feel like this is one where i will grow to like it more and more each time i watch it um but yeah so that's our villain ranking should we go into ratings yeah absolutely gotta be finger knives finger finger knives yeah um, I give it a 10. This movie slaps. A 10? Wow. I love this movie. It's so good. Okay. And it's just like nice. It was the first horror movie I watched. I watched it with one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who was so, that again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't recall. <laughs> Next question. No. Um. So it, like it's got like good memories, you know, it's just like nice. Yeah. And I, every time I watch it, I like think about that. I'm like, oh, it's just sweet. And it's just a good movie. It's like fun to watch. Um, yeah. I like all the sequels as well. Even though, like, I will say, a lot of the sequels are bad. Okay. And it's, like, they're not even, like, fun bad. But I still right. can watch them and be like, all right. Like, we're... It's still Freddy Krueger, so it's, like, fun. Okay. So, yeah. Ten. Yeah. I give it, like, an eight. Okay. An eight. I'm assuming out of ten. Finger knives. Yeah, six. out of ten. So, because... I, I deduct one because some of that acting just can't <laughs> forgive it. I just really can't. But also because I got a B on this paper oh, and no. that was rude. Wow. I'm sorry. No, I don't blame you. I blame I myself, blame myself <laughs> because I listened to. No, I'm just kidding. That, okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, because I got a B, but mostly because some of that acting is just like, oh, honey. This anecdote proves that once again, film majors are real, the real villain. (laughs) (laughs) Time and time again, this podcast has told us this. Um, I'll give it a nine. Uh, I really like this movie. I like it more um, on the rewatch than I liked it the first time. Um, And I love all the special effects and the kills that happen. Like, Freddy is a great villain, like a very... um, interesting but also like uh like the his one-liners are fun Mm -hmm. so he's he's cool in that way too um and it's just like really cool movie overall nine out of ten i also give it a nine out of ten i had to it took me a minute but i found my letterbox rating 
Um, yeah, nine out of ten. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I mm-hmm. think it's definitely. We owe so much to this movie. I think that I'm never. It's gonna be rare when I'm ever gonna say no to watching it. I have. I've only seen this one, but I think that if anyone ever was like do you want to watch any of these nightmare on elm street movies i'll probably be like oh yeah like for sure um well no that's a lie i've seen the remake um but yeah i just think that there's something so haunting but so fun about it and um yeah it's just it's Wes craven so of course i'm gonna probably like it okay want to go into recommendations yeah oof i have not prepared i I can start i have some go for it i'm gonna recommend the same two books i've recommended every other podcast um the one of them is called imaginary friend by stephen chabosky and i recommend it because in the book this kid is afraid to go to sleep because of um stuff that'll happen so he takes like all these caffeine pills and like does what he can to stay awake because in his dreams he has these really awful nightmares where he is being chased by a villain and the story kind of goes in to unpack a lot of what that means. And it's really, really such a great book. Um, second one is My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which is just a book about a woman who wants to sleep for a year, just to, like <laughs> um, get her mind right. I also want to recommend specifically like the sequels, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, which is awesome. Um, Freddy versus Jason, which is also awesome in its own dumb, stupid way. Yeah. And uh, New Nightmare, which is like actually like a pretty good movie, and that's like the only other one of the franchise that Wes Craven um, wrote and directed. Wes Craven did do the story for Dream Warriors. Oh, did he? Yeah, but he didn't direct or I think get full writing credit. But I think he's the story by on that one. Cool. I only know that because I was literally just looking at it. Um, I wanted to recommend Scream because Wes Craven, um, all of the screams really, but mostly Scream. And because in the opening scene, they make a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street being good, but the rest of the movies being really shitty. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, fuck, I had one and it's gone. Oh, um, Friday 13th and Halloween just as being like the big three. Yeah. That's it. Um, I'd recommend also Evil Dead because there's the clip Mm -hmm. of Evil Dead in this. And um, there's a connection there because apparently in Evil Dead, there's a poster of Last House. No. uh, Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes, which is a Wes Craven movie. So in return, Wes Craven put a clip of Evil Dead in this movie. And then in Evil Dead 2, there's a Freddy Krueger glove in one of the scenes nice. um which is fun um i don't know what else like i'm trying to think of whether there's other horror movies that involve dreams and stuff but i can't really oh um how about this how about sinister oh yeah uh, sinister's a good mm-hmm. movie it's kind of it's not like the same type of thing but it's a similar kind of like um uh kind of like a weirder format killer um yeah um i have another rec um videodrome videodrome oh yeah oh yeah we like the weird thing psychological and i think the effects like practical effects are like similar right and they're both really cool they have like same vibes videodrome Um, is super fucked up it's really weird but it's it's a good movie not like in like a horror sense it's just like psychologically and like emotionally just Mm. 
Oh. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty good. Yeah. I love good that movie. movie. I know you don't. I hate that movie. Oh, really? I hate it. I'm not a fan of anything that like is just like torture porn or like here's gore for the sake of gore. What? Okay. I, I'm not. Which that's one, have you seen the original? Yes. Okay. I had to watch that in that class. That yeah. was one of them. Really? And it's I, funny. I hated it. No, the whole time I was like, this is disgusting for no reason. They do stuff as bits. They like talk. Like, there's yeah. a lot of criticism that it like is intentionally funny. Yeah. It, I don't know. Parts are, parts are fucking horrifying. I think I, I think I just was so bitter the entire time. Like, this is so pointless. Oh my God. I, I, that is like genuinely mm. one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. I, I know. I remember that. Cause it was, it came shortly after we watched this. The first time. Yeah. You watched it like a few months later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Har- Harish was there at that screening. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it in theaters because the director had passed away. Yeah. I really like them. I would not describe it as p- torture porn. No, 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 no. It's not. Gore. I That's that's my gory for the sake of gore. Yeah. In my opinion. In my in my own personal opinion. Um, right. But, I yeah. don't know. I get okay. what you're saying. It definitely is more horror than it is like... Yeah. about other things yeah. that are in horror movies if that makes sense sure okay uh do you have any recommendations based on um, um I, I don't know i mean there are the, the two films that for some reason i thought of while watching it this time i mentioned it earlier alien for no real reason other than yes. when they have oh, that, yeah. that scene where he presses against the wall it just made me think of the bit with the alien coming out of the stomach um no idea why but that's what my mind went to um, but also I, it started making me think of exorcist, um, because of the green, like goo blood. Yeah. And when he yeah. cuts his ribs and the, the maggots the and goo. then the like centipede, whatever that was yeah. crawling out. Um, and I don't know. That's one of, that's another one of my favorites though. Um, so I don't know. Those, those two. I have another one. Uh, Candyman. Mm. Oh my God. I cannot believe we forgot Candyman. I forget yeah. it so often. Yeah. Candyman's so a great good. movie. Um, it's uh, the killer like attacks you if you say his name Candyman um, five times. Um, so it's another kind of like weird kind of like it's not your traditional just a monster or whatever. It like appears in a weird way it's pretty cool and there's also this like weird bee theme um in that movie uh which is cool which like matches the like insects that were in mm-hmm. this movie who's in um, it <laughs> tony todd yeah he plays is. candy man fucks yeah and they're about to release a new remake uh <laughs> produced by jordan peele oh. um which is exciting mm-hmm uh, the trailer just came out and it looks really good. Looks so awesome. I'm excited for that. But yeah, the original Candyman is also a really good movie. It is. I say this about so many movies. It is easily one of my favorites. I can't believe like I that one is one that I I've seen but I just completely forgot about. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. It's so good. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's great. So uh, so plugs. <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug? Like social media, anything you want oh, people. Oh God, to no! Don't look! Okay. Don't look for me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> don't look for me. Love that for you. Don't look for me. <laughs> It'll just be more disappointment. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. We mentioned Disney once upon a time. <laughs> Follow Hundred Acre Haley on Instagram. Yeah, you can and you should. Yes. At yeah. Hundred Acre Haley. Oh my God. Very cool. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes, which is my real name. Um. 
on Twitter at Midsummer Queen and on uh, Letterboxd at M O one one Y H A I N E S. You can get me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference. And you can get me on Letterboxd at Samantha Don Thirteen. And I'm at Not a Credit Card and Everything. Um, and you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at Gmail dot com. If you want to email us, um, if you are. We have some websites, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.wtf, and tipsyterror.pub. Dot pub. There you go. Sorry, um, I was talking. Uh, and all of those just point to all the different places you can find our podcasts. Um, like, share, subscribe, whatever, you know. Um, if you don't like it, and I would firmly like to apologize based on how I was talking today, I'm not myself. Most of the time. But if you don't like it, keep it to yourself, please. If you we don't, don't like need it, that. what you should do is go on Apple Podcasts and put down five stars <laughs> and then just write like just write your entire shitty review, but just put on five stars because, you know, um, that's important. So like <laughs> write us a review and whatever. Uh, we also have a Patreon I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, we'll hit that up on the morning after. I don't feel like it right now. So check out our Patreon. Um, it's fun. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Is he supposed to be from the 50s? Like, what is his character? <laughs>